You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of In the Tank. In the Tank is what we're calling it now. And I'm here with Josh, Mr. Josh Williams. How you doing? He's a beautiful hot sauce maker and he's been on in the past and he's been a wonderful friend. You gave me the best Christmas present I think I've ever received. I'm, I'm just happy I got there in time because... I was worried because I had like a lot of our orders weren't going to get there by Christmas. And I was like, okay, I hope this, like, <laughs> this needs to get there before then. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad I made it. That was your biggest concern. You're not concerned at the fact that I literally sent you a video of the FedEx truck driving with the whole back of their truck door open. Oh, I, th I think, I think they got better. I stopped using USPS because they've been messing up my stuff like that. So I, I strictly do UPS only and I no complaints. Like maybe one out of every order gets like a broken bottle, but I get reimbursed for it. So it's not total loss. I love the mail system, but I hate them because have you received my card yet? No. You haven't? I, I, <laughs> I haven't received a card. Oh, what address? You sent it to my new address, right? Did you move? Not since you, when you asked me for my address. Yeah, about to say, I sent that to the address that you sent me before, where I sent you a shirt. Okay. Well, I, I, I haven't gotten anything yet. I mean, I'll check. I usually get notifications when, like, I have something coming. It's December 19th I sent it out. It was a wonderful card, and I wrote a beautiful message inside of it. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll definitely look out for it. We do have mail thieves here, so... Well, it's just a freaking card. If anybody takes the card, it's like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna get out of that? You're not the person responding to that card. They're looking for money from grandma. That's that's what's happening. It's crazy because this goes literally just into what I had to deal with today. So, if you notice my hair, yeah, yeah I mean, it looks good. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And this is what happens when oh, okay. <laughs> there are things in life where you have no power and no say whatsoever. And you're literally there and you have to be nice to that person. And there's only a few job specifications where that's true. One's the mail system, because if you can be a dick to the people at the mail system, you're not getting anywhere. They'll leave your package, whatever. They won't ship it. They won't do anything. Two is when you're at a two is when you're at a mechanic. Um, or you don't fuck with your mechanic. Yeah, ever. He, they'll leave you sitting there all day. And three is your hairdresser. I showed up at the salon place, oh. whatever it was called, <laughs> at exactly 9 a.m. I walk in. They go, you have an appointment? I'm like, no, I don't have an appointment. Um, Is there any way you could fit me in? Well, you're lucky. My 9 o'clock just canceled. I'm like, okay, cool, sweet, awesome. And then I sit down in the chair. This woman does not want to talk to me. She doesn't want to do anything. I'm trying to strike up conversation. She just starts going, not even asking what I wanted. I was like, don't you want to know what like style, like my hair? And she goes, yeah, well, do you want it short on the sides and something like that? I'm like, yeah, I'd like it short on the sides, a little bit longer up top. She goes, okay. Starts going. I'm like, so how was your new year? She goes, I just slept. And then that was it. There was no other conversation afterwards. And I was trying my hardest to like, serious. I'm a talkative guy. I'll chat with you, but yeah. 
oh my god i was like dude if i don't get her like something or i'm like how was your christmas oh and like if i don't start asking about her kids or something to get her off on a topic this is going to be the worst haircut of my life and then towards the end she just started kind of opening up but it was like the last couple of minutes where i'm looking at my hair in the mirror like you fucked it up completely oh i've had i've had those did you go to like a sports cut or like a one of those like kind of generic ones or is it like a, a small little owned salon they call it the cutting crew, which I've went to since I was like seven. But everyone's oh. like, you should not go there. They're terrible. I'm like, I've gone there since I was seven and I haven't had an issue. Yeah, I mean, it's fair when you have it like that. I've like, like what people said, I've, I've had bad experiences with those like big open, not big open, but like those bigger like haircut places, like super cuts, uh, like cut crew, I guess would be the equivalent. Um, yeah, no, I've been going to the same girl for like, a whole year now so <laughs> i don't trust her she knows what i want you, you talk like for the whole hour or whatever how long it takes yeah it's, it sucks like i like talking to my barber and it's, it's like a, it's fun i think those are like one of the key relationships you should develop if you actually give a shit about what you look like when you go out into public like i know you shouldn't care what people think of you but i think it is kind of important. Like when you have a barber, there's that relationship. There's that banter. I mean, there's people that literally just hang out in barber shops just for the shit of it. But like to trust someone so much to literally have a straight razor near your face, like that is, <laughs> that's an intimate act. It, it is. It's very intimate. It's they're really up close. Like you don't allow anyone else in that space besides like maybe a dentist or a doctor or like a significant other. But like when they're like that close, like that's yeah, that's very that's very intimate. Like you want to make sure like he's not having a rough day. Like if you walk in, sit in the chair, he goes, "Hey, what's up, Paul?" He goes, "Oh, nothing, just my wife. She's been a bitch. Just take the apron off." Nope, not happening today. And just get up and start walking out. <laughs> Let me. I'm get the next guy. It's it's fine. And they used to make no, it real I, personal too. And they used to incorporate like a lollipop at the front desk. Like, you know, when you went to the bank all the time when you were a kid and, and they'd be like, yeah. here's, here's a sucker. Nobody does that anymore. I'm sitting there. Look, it, it, <laughs> I want a sucker. Are you kidding me? I would like, you know, when I get my paycheck and I look at it and see how much it is and I'm like really depressed, I would like to get a lollipop afterwards. That was the whole thing. Like, where's my dum dum? They're like, sorry. <laughs> That's a, a Jolly Rancher at least. Give me something, something to brighten my day. Something that's like, I'm sorry, that's, we're, we're going to have to take 25 cents off your paycheck if we give you one of those. I'm like, ah, oh, God, everything's an expense <laughs> nowadays. The most expensive. Oh, yeah, anytime, anytime I see like, uh, at like one of those service places, they have some kind of candy. Like, I'm going to take one. Like, I, I drove out here. Like, I want something a little, a little sweet. Like, to take this tang of spending money give me free candy that's, that's how you buy me over free candy that's what you, see that's what you expect you expect when you go to a service place that when they have a bowl of candy out on the desk that you can grab it and you can have one but then you ever been there where it's like no i just want you you can't have one i'm like but you have them out in the open they're like yeah but yeah it's a that's mind weird. it's a mind screw they're doing it on purpose it's a sense like, of privilege like you're not important enough to deserve a piece of candy off my desk i'm like but you got butterscotch like uh, butterscotch like, is good yeah butterscotch. especially if you like know a lot of old like, people like if you ever been to a retirement home they have those everywhere like like i don't know what i <laughs> I, I i laugh so hard because 
during the pandemic, I, I posted something on Twitter, like when it was first starting out when toilet paper was out. And I was like, this just means that since all the old people are staying inside, that means finally in the first time ever in recorded history that stores are going to have hard candy still in stock. Because like old people are the only ones buying those. Well, what were they called? They're like the, they might have been butterscotch. They're like the little caramel. They start with like a Welchers or Ultras or something. They're like these little round, like little, like hard candies that, oh, I remember that. I'm going to look it up now, but they're, those were definitely an old person thing, but I loved. Sometimes you don't even know the names. Like you ever see the strawberry candy where it's like a strawberry wrapper? It looks like a, but nobody knows you, the names you don't know of those. It's, they, they're, they just kind of appear. Like once you reach like 60, like you just start getting them like on your porch and you're like, oh, this is my severance package. Yeah, like I went to go see my uncle, like uh, I think like the maybe the middle of the year of 2020, and I would just hop in his truck and I saw these strawberry like candy wrappers everywhere. I'm like, where am I? Am I my was was grandma in the car? And he goes, No, I've been buying these at Walmart. They're like a they're like a dollar for a whole pack. I'm like, Yeah, because nobody wants them, but they always just appear places. It's like the blanket that I'm sitting on. This there's this, in there. The Serapa I'm on. I have 12 of these in my house and I've never bought one. I don't know where they come from. It's like someone <laughs> someone sneaks in the middle of the night and just knits one for me and throws it on my bed. Like, I'm going to take Surprise. care of you. Kisses me on the forehead, Enjoy. wishes me cold. good night. <laughs> They're called Werther's Original. Okay. Does that ring a bell? No, it kind of... Caramel when, hard candies. When you say Werther's, I immediately think of the Hanes commercial with the fruit. And I think that for some reason that's a weird do you not remember correlation you want to talk about weird no. that was a weird commercial where the people were dressed up as like a grape one dude was an apple and they were it was mm -hmm. an underwear commercial i was like what is this yeah you you still see them from time to time they definitely changed uh they became like for a while they were doing like music they're doing like band stuff they were doing like singy songy kind of commercials it's you like see them every now and then. their ads still did better than Nickelback and everyone shits on Nickelback, oh, but I think <laughs> Nickelback is amazing. Yeah. I mean, they, they're, they're not bad, they're, but I think they just got a lot of uh, grief for no reason. Like it was a weird trend just to hate Nickelback for like no reason. It was but like, like once, we all know their songs. It was like when someone punched Rick Moranis, there was no reason just going to punch Rick Moranis. No, they just, yeah, you just, if you get a chance, do it. Like, God, he's an awesome guy, but like, you know, if you want to be known for the guy that punches Rick Moranis, like, you're going to punch him. Josh, you have to admit, there are just people that you meet in life where you just are immediately so aggressive to them and they, 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 they did nothing oh, wrong. Yeah. But there's just no point. Like they start, they start talking. It was like, will you shut the hell up until we get where we're going? And then like the guy's yes. like, I God. just. I just want to go to the bathroom. Can I please go? It's like, oh my God, are you still talking? It's like, you, you're. Do they don't deserve it, but it's just that like some people have that energy that they give off where it's like, oh no. Um. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, I've had that. Like when I'm at like the market doing the like, farmer's market, like I run in those people all the time. Like we, we better shut the fuck up right now. Like I don't want to speak to you. Like you get the fuck away from my booth. Get out of here. Oh, yeah, but there's some people, like you said, they have that energy, they have that like personality, they just like that that look where you're like, I don't like you, and I'm gonna make sure I don't like you. 
Imagine being born with like some type of genetic like scent that gets kind of off of your body where it's like when people just come in contact with you and they smell your scent. Like because everyone has a distinct scent. Like so I have a special skill at my hotel. Um, I, I would smell your must. That's literally what I can do. I would hop in the, ele- <laughs> I would literally hop in the elevator and then I would be like, well, Spurge is here. Like there's a guy named Spurge and they go, why? I'm mm-hmm. like, I can smell him. He was on the elevator. And then like, how do you know that? I'm like, cause I can just smell people's scents. Everyone's got a different distinct scent. I can like, you ever wash your clothes at a friend's house and you're like, my clothes smell different because you wash it at a friend's house. Yeah. So it doesn't smell like mm-hmm. you. And I just can smell people's it's scents. Not, you're not your detergent. Yeah, I can like get. It's like there, when, are, there are so there. Are. There's a delay, isn't there, Josh? There probably is. Oh God, that's what happens with technology. It's not finished yet. And you you think we're in this age where we can go to the fucking moon, but we can't get good connection, like at our houses during a pandemic? Look, we're going to point in the direction of research that is going to be most viable. And internet seems like it's not that big of a thing. So we'd rather go to fucking Mars and figure out what Dr. Manhattan's doing over there and work on our internet stability. That's, I mean, I just want fiber. I just want like Google fiber to come to my house and just call it a day. Like, I don't need anything else. You said Google fiber. I thought like a raisin bran. <laughs> Mm, I just need some Google Fiber in my body right now. <laughs> Imagine if my there was... stools will look a little soft. So you know how people need energy? We need like food to eat to kind of like move around and do things. Yeah. So yeah. imagine just a little bit, just a little bit. I don't need a lot. Imagine if like with the Neuralink, you have to eat a small battery every single day to be able to have it charged. Oh, that'd be weird. Would it? Okay. Would you need to eat it, or would it need to be like a suppository? Where are you sticking it? Oh, a suppository is going to go up your butt. They have mouth. So it's like they have battery. If you have, if you have like a little like, like a double A battery, you just mm, pop it. It's gonna be easier than trying to like eat it. First of all, suppositories aren't just, only just, suppositories aren't only for your ass. They are also oral suppositories that go into your mouth, and that's what they call pills. Oh no no no! This is this is strictly anal suppositories. <laughs> Uh, do you ever see the, uh, the hospital thing with the kid that got a light bulb up his ass? Is that what we're talking about? Like you have a double D battery stuck sideways inside of your colon. I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't God. know how oh. you, and it's the big ones. Like the ones that yeah. only like one thing in the world probably uses it. And it's like in an emergency pandemic, it's like, this takes double D's. It's like, Oh my God. Who has those? That's everyone empty out your mag lights. Cause that's the only thing that uses the, like. Double D batteries. There's nothing else. And it, it dies within five minutes anyways. Yeah. It makes you really kind of ponder the universe of like, what else What else can we use with the double D battery? It's like, well, they're used to power our NASA spaceships. It's like, what? Like, I've, <laughs> I've seen the Energizer Bunny and I've seen the Duracell commercial. And the Duracell commercial, to me, seems like it has more character because they support the troops. Yeah. The, the Duracell is definitely more uh relatable while the energizer bunny is just it's comical it's like oh yeah it keeps going forever and ever but it's Duracell's a better better brand imagine being the guy creating that advertisement where it's like let's get a bunny where he's hitting a drum and like kind of like a like a nutcracker but then let's give him a lot of cocaine so he's really really fast 
sunglasses because you gotta have sunglasses because you gotta cover those cocaine eyes yeah that's right he's been up on a bender all mm-hmm. night and that's why he's wearing the sunglasses mm-hmm. yeah no one, no one thinks about it like we're we found it out we did this we we learned that it's not batteries it's cocaine that's what's running that bunny what okay so i want to get your opinion on this when it comes to people wearing sunglasses inside how do you feel about that i think it's done i mean there is something if you're playing poker sure you want to like hide your poker faces you can have a bad one uh but like in general it's it's weird like i don't really see a need for it it's just like okay i like to have my surroundings a little bit more darker like if if you're waking up from a hangover and you have like light sensitivity sure that's an exception but if you just like wake up on a Tuesday, just like going to work and then you just put on your sunglasses after a shower. That's a little, that's weird to me. I'm always afraid to say something to someone who's wearing sunglasses inside because I know the one day I do say something like, I'm like, why are you wearing sunglasses inside? Are you just like an asshole? And the guy's like, no, I'm blind. And I'm like, oh my God. No, that's, yeah, keep rolling. And then like, then why, why do you need sunglasses at all? The sun ain't hurting you. And then that's when you just, if you're going to be an ass, just go full ass. <laughs> Don't even. Technically, we're all really assholes when it comes to blind people, because the fact is they're only wearing sunglasses because of us, because when they take off their sunglasses, their eyes either are looking different directions or it's just it's uncomfortable for us. So they use that as a, a sense of normalcy. That's fair. That, that's true. I take back my comment. That is. I realized after I said it, I'm like, oh yeah, because it's because of us. But nobody we're, gives we're a, ones nobody them. gives a shit if you have a hearing aid like that. If you don't get one, you're just an asshole because then no one can hear you. So you're sitting there like, what'd you say? And then you got to keep repeating yourself, and it just gets tasking. Yeah, like I, I understand that. Like you, you don't. It's hard to like see that kind of disability unless you see them like doing their sign language, and you're like, ah, yes, you're one of those people. It's like, are you good at reading lips? I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I can probably mix up a couple of things. But they have to be like really pronouncing their, their letters. <laughs> like for me to be able to see it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's an O. That's a, an S. What are, like, you, oh, what are you, what are you, hold on. What are you understanding more by like not reading my lips compared to the people that are doing the translation with the hand signals on like when you watch like something political on the news or something, they're mouthing off and they're making mm-hmm. the weirdest gestures with their hands and their face where I'm like, what are you saying? I don't, cause that dude just said, yeah. hey, hey everybody, it's December. It's this uh, just ran, random date. It's January, whatever. <laughs> and then the dude's like mouthing and like jumping up and down and doing three backflips and stuff i'm like what does yeah. that mean like i understand like using facial like things to like like say like emotion but like when it's like that like there's no reason for the guy to look like he's in like a mosh pit going like fucking going to town it's it's like you're giving off you're giving me mixed mixed feelings on what i should be feeling what this guy is saying do you think but it's that- fun maybe deaf people have a larger sense of empathy because the fact they're reading facial cues all the time. So maybe they're more aware of like people's intents or emotions. Like if a dude comes in like aggressive, like about to do a bank robbery, you might not even know, but that deaf person will be like, yo, he's about to rob the bank. 
I could see that. I, I think they, they're able to pick up on these search, like certain like physical like like cues, things, things that we do that that we might not notice because it's just kind of something we're not really looking for. Uh, but yeah, I could totally see that. I could that definitely makes uh, a lot of sense for them to be able to pick up on that uh, and to be like, but how how would they like tell someone like, hey, this guy is about to rob a bank. We should get the fuck out of here. Like, are they just going to start running? They're going to like grab their friend or who, whoever they're with. It makes me think because um, I had a theory a long time ago. If dogs can actually hear or animals can actually hear what you're saying, or are they just hearing the noises that come out of your mouth? So instead of them being able to understand words, more like if you say the dog's name, as long as you do it in that tone that you usually say their name, they just respond to it. Yeah, that's. I've actually I did a project on that, and that is exactly what it is. They don't really understand the words; they understand like the inflections and how you're saying it, like your tone. Uh, that's why a lot of um, like dog training it's usually done in like German or like Russian or some of these harsher languages because it's it's more dominating um, like tone of voice. <clears throat> So it's it they're not necessarily understanding like when you call like Bessie, it's just like they're not sitting hearing the word, they're hearing the e like the the yeah. the noise that kind of comes from it. So that that's what they're reacting to. So that that's that is something that is true. You know what's crazy is the fact that I think we might have brainwashed ourselves so much to use baby talk to animals that we start to use it on people that might not be physically capable of like a normal person, such as being blind or something. We still use baby talk, even though there's nothing wrong with them. It's, it's just the sense of like, that's the our brainwashed way of trying to get something that might seem like they wouldn't understand us to be able to understand us. Yeah, that, that, that is weird, it's especially like when I don't know if you've heard it when people talk to someone who's not like English isn't their first language. They're like they slow it down. They they have that baby talk and it's it's not needed. But I, I think it's definitely more of an American thing to do that. Uh, not I don't think they mean it in like a in a bad way or anything. It's just like you said, it's kind of how we're brainwashed to do it. We see it on like TV shows. We see it in our media. We see like how people react to people that's that they would almost consider lesser rather than like an equal or, uh, you know, above. I think it's okay to do it in private. I don't think it's okay to do it in public. Like if you see a dog on like a public street and there's a bunch of people around you just start going oh, dude, i'm like dude what are you doing like you're on your hands and knees right now letting this dog mouth open mouth kiss you it's kind of weird yep and it's not even your dog it's someone else's dog that one yeah. owner we, we, got, there, we like, get that at the market what, okay what is the, exactly the market what, what how how often do you spend time like, like i'm sorry uh Oh, when at like the farmer's market, we, when it was open, uh, cause season's closed now, it, we were there six hours every Saturday and Sunday. So booth the whole day and people would bring their dogs and like people would just come up and they can I pet your dog. And then they're like, they're literally on the hands and knees, like letting this dog, like lick the inside of the nostril for like, for like five minutes. It's weird. Yeah, oh. it's gross. I, I I guess 
people just want that compassion or want that thing, but so they have to get it from their dog like that. But it's like you don't see if somebody bringing in a cat and then having the cat lick inside of their mouth or something. Yeah, that's that's a little bit weird. I think it's just, it's that idea of the the unconditional love, no matter what, especially in like puppies or like younger dogs, where they're like they're not like aggressive, they're not like food hoarding or anything like that. They're like, oh, you're someone awesome. Let me let me give you my love and attention. And as like humans, we crave that, we want that uh, emotion. So they get it from someone that's always gonna love you no matter what. You could kick the dog, you could do whatever. The dog will always essentially come back. And so to, to, to fill that void of love and attention that maybe your dad didn't give you. So <laughs> I saw the saddest thing. Um, it was a meme and it actually probably brought me to tears because I think with anybody who owns a pet, this might relate to, but it was like the top half was like two people sitting in a room and they were like, 2020 sucked. It was the worst year of my entire life. All I did was stay home. And then it was at the bottom half. It was two dogs in heaven. And they were like, 2020 was the best year of my life because my owner spent so much time with me. And I was like, oh, yeah. we didn't even <sighs> notice that perspective. Nope. I know uh, my cats love it. Like they're always just like hanging out with me in the office. So it's, it's nice to have that. It's, so 2020 was bad. Uh, it definitely could have been worse. Uh, but yeah, it's all about your perspective and how you look at it. If you see it from your pet's point of view, they, they love it because they're with the person that they love the most. And so it's just like, oh yeah, that's kind of an interesting way to look at it. I think that was probably the closest to maybe somebody seeing if dogs can actually talk and understand us because of the factor like you were around them so much that they were like god damn it i don't have one hour alone by myself right now so i can't just freak out and do all this crazy stuff you're always just, just leave me alone i can't can't just lick my balls in peace please go to the other room owner right it's like all right look i'm gonna do this you just gotta kind of sit there and if you want to watch you can watch but that's gonna cost extra <laughs> They enjoy the free show. <laughs> I would like to know what my dog thinks, but honestly, at the same time, I think it's probably smart we don't because how many – like you have a chihuahua, for instance. Let's say you have a chihuahua, and you know you think that maybe he's got like a very like high-pitched voice because he's a chihuahua. He's very energetic. They're always shaking all the time. But imagine if his voice was really deep. He's like, yo, where's my food, bitch? And you're like, what? <laughs> it's like just Ben Diesel's talking to you, and you're like, whoa, hold on one of these things isn't uh isn't lining up right now how would i what would you ask a dog if you could uh, get talk I oh guess? god like oh is it like a smart dog or is it just kind of like like a kind of a little bit dumber down dog here's a good plot to a movie so it's a dog, but all dogs have a sense of the dog world, which means that there's like a secret, like, you know, the secret life of, uh, or not secret life of dogs, but it's dogs versus cats, the movie. So it's like, they understand the dog secret agent and all this stuff. And it's like, they, so he would be able to give you insight into anything about a dog's history. Why do they go around in circles? Why do they do that? Oh yeah, that would be. Man, I don't even know what I would, like. I would want to ask, like, how do you like see like humans? Like, how are we just like another like animal? Are we like gods to you, or is this like how how are we kind of perceived? I would be like, are you color? Because theory, we last like five times longer. Oh, 
Would they know what color is though? If like all dogs see that way, would they just think like things are in gray or in blue or in green? You just gave me like a really good thought, which was like, if dogs, if one year in human years is seven years in dog years, are we just moving really fucking slow to them? It, I don't think we're moving slow. It's just like, I, I read like before it was like a comparison that uh, in, are you like a Lord of the Rings, like fantasy fan? Never seen it. Okay. Well, you know, like elves and things like that, they yeah. last for like hundreds of years. People will compare that. That's like, oh, humans are like the dogs, the elves, because elves last 500 years and humans last like 50 to 80 average. So it's just like that kind of concept. Yeah, but they age at the same rate, though. Dogs time is different to them. Like an hour is like it's it's more than that so it's not like they're aging and they're just dying shorter it's like they've they're living a long time just not in our years which is like who decided that there was dog years and who even figured that out it's all bullshit it's all bullshit it it is all bullshit it's funny because they they did change because everyone thought it was like five to seven years it's not it's because have you seen like a dog's growth between when they're like one week to like nine months is a huge huge growth like we don't even grow that fast like like they max out like at their like whatever their size in like a year year and a half and that's like they go from a puppy to like a full-grown adult in like a year year and a half like that's an immense growth so they like they're like animal years are more like between one and two it's just like it's that's when it's like it's seven but as they like get a year like their, their dog years get shorter and shorter uh and so it's not a full every year is seven. It's just like, okay, you know, you got to take it in little increments. Then see it. I think that some dude was like, hey, my dog died at the age of six and I wanted him to live to be 75. So I'm going to say each year seven and then bam, he's 75. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally what the logic was like originally like, oh yeah, dogs last between seven and 15 years. So let's just add the math to how long we last. So that's definitely how it was when they when they first made it, when they first suggested that idea. Well, like the big question goes into like so many people were protesting and getting really upset on the fact that like people would get their dog high or their cat high. And it was like that's like 58 hours for them if you're high for like three hours. That's like a lot of time yeah, for them. A, that's a long. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I freak out when I'm like high more than high than like three or four hours i'm like oh man this is a long high like what am i what am i gonna do so i can only imagine for a dog like you said that's like 58 hours of being a high like i would go crazy like that would be like the worst feeling in the world like i had to think about it hard because when i was in my freshman year in high school um right by my school was my brother's friend's house so like every time i would leave school and get on the bus his dog would be like stumbling around in the front yard i'm like what the hell's wrong with his dog and he would get his dog drunk he would just put beer in his thing this dog was like hammered 24 7 it wasn't a good thing it was like i would watch it i'm like like one day of being hammered or one night of being hammered that's like four nights for that dog like holy shit yeah that's that's this uh i would never do that i would never do that to uh to a dog or to an animal in general like that's 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 kind of messed up like we could barely handle being drunk so like having an animal that's like 
three, four times smaller than us and you're giving them like the same amount, like that's going to like fuck them up bad. It's like the cheap form of entertainment. Yeah. Like if you got YouTube now, like you don't need to get your dog drunk. Like you're not going to get famous like with your, like what was it? Craziest home videos with like your drunk dog. Look, that time has passed. It is. We are now animal rights through and through. Well, it's funny. It went from America's funniest videos to ridiculousness where there's literally just you love to watch yeah. people get hurt. Even like I've seen some bad ones. Oh, where I'm like, oh, my 100%. God. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. We like to see people. God, there's a German word for it um, where we take joy in other people's misery. I can it's like I can remember how to say it. But there, there's a, a word that um, Germans use to express that type of feeling where we love to watch people in pain because it brings us brings us joy, brings us uh, a humor. It's funny. You're literally involved in probably one of the biggest communities where watching videos of people suffering is a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, we I actually I'm in like a, a group with a bunch of guys that love doing like hot challenges. And uh, we did the one chip challenge a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's not bad. Like, it, it sucks for like 30 minutes that you're sitting there. Um, next day sucks because your like, bowels are like, I just want to get rid of everything you ate in the past 48 hours. So like in the morning, I had the bubble guts. Uh, but during, during the chip, like eating it, like it tastes like crap. It's like a stale, dusty chip. Uh, but the heat definitely, it hits there. And yeah, after a good 30 minutes, my legs were like kind of numb, kind of shaky. Have you ever done the one chip challenge? I haven't done the one chip challenge, but I had those chocolates that you sent me. I had that on the 31st. So my New Year's resolution was to eat more chocolate. And I was like, I had gone all day without eating. So I was like, we're about to go get Chinese food. I was like, I'm going to try one of these chocolates. So I hopped in my buddy's car and, you know, I'm, I, I just bit right into the thing. And I'm like, it's, 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 I'm going to be 100% honest with you. It's really fucking good. Um, but then there's like this heat that comes into it. And I'm like, wow, well, I'm in a car now and I have no drinks because my buddy has some dumbass <laughs> rule where he doesn't want water in his car. He doesn't want anything liquid in his car that's opened. Dumb. So then I'm sitting there like, all right, so now I'm suffering while we're doing this. And then he goes in the Chinese restaurant and his order's not ready. So he's sitting in there trying to figure out everything for 30 minutes. And I'm <laughs> sitting in the car like, oh, my God, like this is just like this is that wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was just like I ate a lot in a short amount of time to where it was like, all oh, like, yeah, okay. and then that, that would do it. One caught me like in the throat, like when you cough and then it opens up like an oh, airway yeah. and it's just a burn. And I'm like, yeah. oh, mm hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't. Which one side? Did I send you the hibiscus one or the uh, white chocolate one? The, the hibiscus one with like one. a matcha drizzle thing. Nice. That one's good. It's dairy free too. So like, if you're lactose intolerant, like, eat away. When did you like? Because when we originally first talked, you only had a couple of sauces. What have you created now? Yeah. Oh man, it was because we haven't talked. Well, I haven't been back because we talk all the time. Uh, I haven't been back in a year now. Yeah, I think it was episode. Yeah, it's been about a year. Three thirty-six, I think. It was, it was. like three twelve, yeah, or something. Yeah, so I mean, you've essentially doubled that in a year, which is awesome. That's like it's almost an episode a day. Like, that's, that's pretty bomb. But yeah, uh, oh, the new ones. We just had the four one. We had sweet cherry bomb, 
Mr. Miyagi, Phantom Sauce, and Grimm's. Uh, well, I'm kind of slowly, I'm doing Grimm's as a seasonal because the strawberries get like super expensive uh, around this time. So it's kind of like, all right, winter, can't really do that one. Um, but now we have our, what is it? Short Fuse, which is just a hotter version of our Cherry Bomb. Um, and we have our Pepping Sauce, which is like a mango. I sent you that one, right? It's like an orangish one. Yeah, mango, yeah. papaya, ginger, and habanero. I think what, I got that have, one. I got that one mixed up. You sent me a ghost pepper sauce that I still have in my fridge, and I don't know which is the difference. So the pepping sauce is the okay one. The other one's not. Well, the pepping one, because I only have one ghost pepper one. It's our it's our phantom sauce. I might have sent you a different batch because uh, we we used to do like a chunkier version, but now it's all just like smooth and blended. Um, but the pepping is, de it's different. It's, it's definitely like a Southeast tropical flavor. Um, and then we have our hottest one, which is our, our hero sauce. It's got a Carolina Reapers, uh, Naga and the Saco de Bello pepper. And that, that one's just like, people wanted heat. So I was like, all right, cool. Here's, here's some of the hottest peppers around. Let me just throw them into a batch. And then we have our, our chocolates as well, which, uh, those are seasonal. Because you know, around the holidays, people want their sweets. They want they want chocolate. They want like little gifts, little stocking stuffers, uh, and those did really well. Do you find that like what are you envisioning when you see these? Like, do you like to envision like maybe like personify some of your sauces? Like when you make the Mister Mahi sauce, immediately I think of Mister Miyagi from Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely we like to have a play on words um, with our sauces. Like that Mister Miyagi is it's a taken from the Mr. Miyagi and the Ahi Amarillo pepper. So it's just like, oh, cool. Let's just, let's just splice these bad boys together. And so when people are like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. Like I like, like, I like the little, your little wordplay on that. So we, we tried to um, kind of make our names fun to make it more memorable. Well, what were you thinking when you created hero sauce? Like who was the superhero? Were you envisioning like your, one of your parents uh, or something? Well, it, no, no, no. The hero sauce was definitely because um, when I first was making it, it was uh, the Carolina Reaper and the Viper Naga. So I was kind of taking a play on like like a hero, like a knight going on like on a quest to slay death, to slay the giant viper. So it was kind of like a, a play on that. I had a little thing written on the side, um, but we decided to remove it just to let the the because we have our like kind of a new background for some of our sauces. So I wanted to showcase more of that on the label rather than just have words sitting there. I could tell you that I brought your sauce into work and it is gone. After probably two days, it was torn up by everyone that worked there. They all loved it. So oh God. I sent oh, them. I'm going to have to send you. I about to say, I sent them your link and everything to your site. So hopefully you get some orders coming in. Nice. Yeah, I, don't, I appreciate it. I'll have to send you. We have some, um, <clears throat> we started doing half gallon growlers. So which is like eight bottles. So I could send you a couple of those. I'm about to say, I could kill that in a day if you let me. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so they would just be for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if there's some stores out there that like that you like the frequent. So I, I've been trying to expand. Uh, winter kind of sucks. So if, if you have some stores, like let me know and, and I'll reach out to them. So it's actually pretty funny. When you sent me the sauce, I told you I was going to the dentist. And you're like, damn, so you're not even going to be able to enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. 
So your sauce and my lip is still recovering from it. When I got home from the dentist, my mouth and my lip, he had swollen it numb, like with the Novocaine, whatever it is. Oh, so yeah. my lip yeah. looked like I was like chewing eight pieces of hubba bubba, like my mouth was just popped out. Oh, God. So they make you fast for that. So the first thing I thought of when I got home was I haven't eaten in like 16 hours and I'm going to eat some food. So I make my little tuna, can of tuna, my salad. Then mm -hmm. I grab your hot sauce. I think it was um the pepping sauce. I dumped that all over my salad and I started, oh, not all over, but like a good amount. Like, you know, like yeah. I, like I would go through and I start eating and I'm like, I'm like, there's a lot of like red sauce on this. And I didn't pour that much, dude. I was eating my own lip. Oh no. So then like, Oh God, I completely ripped this whole side open on this, like right side oh. down here. It's all oh. like pale white. So every time I eat and it's been about a week since I last went to the dentist, it's just burning, but I'm like, I love his sauce oh. so much. And I just keep going in for it. <laughs> Oh, that's, oh God, I can only imagine. Oh, it's such a bad picture. I had to go back to the dentist two days later and he was like, what? Oh my God. And I was like, what? He goes, what did you do to your lip? And I'm like, I got, went home and I guess I thought it was, and I told him the story and he was like, oh man, he goes, I forgot to tell you because I went on Christmas Eve and then I had to see him the day after Christmas and he goes, man. I should have told you you're not supposed to eat anything, even though I know you're super hungry when you get home, but there's a chance that your lip could get in the way and you could bite into it and eat it. And I'm like, yeah, now every time I put sauce on something, I'm dying. And he goes, yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. Like that, that's kind of like a big, like, Hey, you're like, you're a professional. You do this all the time. Like, I, I feel like that's something that they should like warn you about doing like, Hey, you might eat your lip. It's kind of important, so don't eat anything until the stuff's worn away. He was probably worried about Christmas <laughs> Day. Like, how is he going to hide presents for his kids? He's probably thinking about that. That's that's true, but but still, like, that's, that's kind of a big oopsies. I'm not going to lie. Every time oh, I see your sauce God. now, I just think of my lip. So hopefully there'll be a, <laughs> a little flat P PTSD <laughs> that. And when you were no, on mama, no, <laughs> <laughs> that when you were on or well, it's crazy because like I have your sauce, obviously your bottles are on my shelf in my like studio and everything. But like the, the ones I have in the fridge, everyone's like, he's like, can you send you more? Can you send you more? I'm like, I'm not even eating the sauce at this <laughs> point. You you're all eating it. I'm like, it's good sauce. Order it. <laughs> like mean. it's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's what he's a good guy. I support you. I'm like, he's a veteran support the troops yeah i mean i i can i can create like a, a code for y'all uh if you want to give it to them be like hey here, here's a discount code for being awesome or i don't know whatever and like it, it'll take me like i can make it right now i can we can what? we can create a coupon code right now what what's uh what's um what would it be called i don't, I don't know we can be whatever we want it to be i have the power hashtag fat lip Hashtag fat lip. I, I love it. Uh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Have Hashtag had fat lip. Have you um, thought about any sauces that you are trying to create? Because I know last time we tried to create one like on air and everything. Yeah. It, Out of the blank it, sauce. Where did that go? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still there. Uh, it's, it's just that we use blueberries and blackberries. blackberries Is that what yeah. it was? Blackberries. 
and, and then we used habanero and scorpion pepper. Were the, was was those those the peppers that we used? I think it was habanero and scorpion pepper. Yeah, uh, it, it's just that blackberries are 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 rougher to come by. Yeah, that that was this was before because I now have a produce guy that I, I buy everything from, um, which saves me like half on my uh, ingredients. So whenever they're back in season, I'll have to reach out to them again. But I got a I got a whole bunch. I have a um kombucha one that we're working with it's, it's like it's pretty much once a like a fresno it's like a fresno whiskey black pepper garlic and like a strawberry lime kombucha it's fucking bomb uh barely any heat but it's like packed with like a like a shit ton of flavor and then we have a jalapeno cilantro tomatillo garlic and a the uh jalapeno cucumber kombucha so it's like a, a very typical um salsa verde sauce but it's like a little bit sweeter because of the kombucha so it's like it's a good like breakfast burrito type of thing something in the morning um especially something for people who don't like heat but like a lot of flavor like those two sauces would um be your target but yeah but they're those are something we gotta figure out next next year uh so for the for the discount, how much how percentage wise, how much you wanna do you wanna give off? Don't be uh I would say don't be too giving to people. So as much as you want. I don't I people know hashtag fat lip. You that's your that's your discount <laughs> that's there. Exactly. That's your discount. That's, that's it. Easy day. We'll say now fifteen percent. That works. That works. I make sure I'll, I'll make done. sure I'll make sure I link it in the description so people understand. If you just hashtag <laughs> Fat Lip on Angry Cat's yep. website, you get off fifteen percent off their site. Whole order. Oh, whole order. You just got to put it in at the end. What about um, if you try to infuse something with peach, like maybe try making a sauce? We do. Oh, but but well, try we infuse, infusing it with cumin and then using like peach mixed with like coconut. Coconut one, peach and coconut. Okay. Like when we say coconut, do we mean like <clears throat> like coconut milk or like coconut, like the little shavings? Like how what kind of how are we I, talking? I that's, think, that's gonna be two different consistencies. Yeah, I know. I think the shavings would be kind of weird to put in a sauce. So maybe if you use like coconut milk and then you had like uh like maybe it was like soaked with peaches or soaked in peaches, like you probably understand the whole process of fermentation a lot more than when you first started this thing. So being able to soak things probably like soak it soak something in coconut milk. Like maybe if you in coconut milk you soaked pineapple yeah. and then you maybe put a little bit of uh, like diced up some okay. like so it's like a pina colada. Yeah. Like a pina colada sauce. <laughs> that'd be kind of, that'd be something definitely worth experimenting. Like, But, but then if you add like a dash of a cumin, flavor. like if you add a dash of cumin to it, like I wonder what that would do if it would like make it taste like if you had a pina colada in Mexico. Like, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That'd be your vacation sauce. Yeah, like to the so, Isles of Juan Dores. <laughs> Coconut milk. I'm, I'm writing it down. I hear it. I hear Pine, the Sharpie going off. Apple. Uh, let me see. Cumin. Is that a thick tip marker? It sounds like it's a thick yes, tip. Yes, it is. That's the only one I had available. 
That's far. So heat wise, how how hot do we want to try this? I don't think it should because it's weird because cumin goes so well with other peppers that would uh, I guess mm-hmm. grow in that area. So I'm thinking maybe the farthest you would go with a sauce like that is maybe like a naga pepper or something that's not too painful. <laughs> the far the far the farthest he goes, but then he goes to the top five hottest peppers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's top five, but it's not number one. Yeah. It. Yeah, I mean Carolina Reaper, but it's yeah. Maybe jalapeno. Yeah. Maybe try like a jalapeno or a habanero. Man, you're you're like you go real hot or we'll go real low. I mean, I'll try them out. Like I I have like peppers for days. Ooh, I have a fatali that would actually go really well. What's a fatali? It fatali is like a nice middle ground pepper between um, a little less than a habanero, uh, but kind of has that more of a fruity flavor to it. Oh. Have but not, ever... not when I say like fruity, I mean like super like starburst or anything. It just has that uh, that hint, hint a little something, something. I'm trying to think if there's a way to incorporate, like make it more sweet. Like, is there like a, if you like, I don't want to, uh, man, that might be a dumb idea. If you try to soak a candy in sauce, like maybe make a, ran- maybe make like a spicy rancher. A spicy, have did, have you seen someone made a sauce um, with Mountain Dew? So, I mean, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> it's not. No, totally. You just test it on your dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I get a dog, I'll, I'll, I'll test it on the dog. I was like, you just no, test, test. Our, our sauces are cruelty free. <laughs> they're keto, they're vegan, they're whatever you want it to be. Just got to believe hard enough. It's just whatever you want it to. Your imagination is what my sauce is. It's got to be a sauce where it's like if someone died, there's like in the Mormon religion, when someone dies, you put a drop of oil on their head and it brings them back to life. That's what your sauce has to be. It's got to oh. be so strong where it can hit them. Like, <laughs> huh. it's, it's, it's a COVID killer. That's what it is. That's my sauces will kill COVID 100%. I got it, your vaccine. It cleans the pores. It could. Totally could. Is there uh, any more advances that you would say that you have in the bank when it comes to sauce ideas? Oh, I mean, we always, I'm always got stuff going on. I'm always like looking for, to try new things. So working on that Chipotle one I sent you. Um, I just, I want to get a smoker so I can make my own Chipotle peppers. Wait, hold on. You're still working Uh, on the Chipotle sauce? Uh, it's it's not like that. I'm working on it. I like it's finalized. Uh, I, I just um, don't have the means to make it like the way I want to make it. Like yeah, I could go buy um, like chipotle peppers from like the store or something. But I, I want to make it myself because one that's that'll save me like money because all chipotle peppers are just um, smoked jalapenos and then they're dried. That's all the chipotle peppers. So it's. But if I can do that myself, I would save a lot of money than buying because jalapenos are like when you buy them in bulk, they're like 50, 60 cents a pound. So instead of like paying like five bucks for like 10 already made jalapeno or chipotle peppers, I can just do it myself for a fraction of the price. I wouldn't usually get a smoker. I wouldn't usually suggest this spice because I really don't like it, but cinnamon, like if you incorporated like using a, uh, what is it? 
if you used a maybe I don't want to say like if you use let's say chili peppers because I want it to be mild for people but then you incorporated cinnamon but then you added like a hint of like mango or peach to it okay so it it, it would be closer to like a, a Caribbean sauce kind of yeah but i feel like the cinnamon if you put enough in it it would just kind of be so bold to it like you know you would you would kind of make yeah, the other kind of very like, powerful yeah but kind of make the other little bit kind of drown out a lot of, like you would have to add like a dash of mango so where it just has that hint yeah no totally uh i haven't experimented with cinnamon but like with doing other projects uh, cinnamon can be super overpowering, so it's just about finding that balance, like having like, like a little hint, hint of cinnamon, where it's like, oh yeah, there's a little something extra, like wintery spice in there, and then like you said with like the mango to kind of help sweeten it, because cinnamon is definitely more of a savory spice type of thing, so definitely having that mango would help. Do you for, think like, it's, if we? Do you think it's better to have more flavors or just have really really good basic like? The, the, you know, like the ones in your arsenal, like we have these four sauces rather than have like 20 sauces. Yeah, we have that debate all the time because we want to have like, I have all these ideas and like, like things like this. And I'm always like finding new things. But at what point do I have like an overabundance of sauces? Like what, what, what's, what's the point where it's just like, I have 20 sauces and then, you know, people like options, people don't like too many options. So it's, it's, it's just finding that, that middle ground, but like the way we kind of learn to like mitigate that is at the market, we would only bring maybe five, six sauces and then we would rotate them out. So it's just like, we don't have our tables just lined with like 20 sauces. It's just like, all right, here's five of, you know, this season's market or these season sauces. And then you know, we have more online. Or we'll switch like one or two out to be like, oh yeah, here we have we have this sauce at the market today. We have this sauce because um, there are companies that have like like Marie Sharp's. Uh, she has like, or they 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 have like eight to eight plus sauces, and people love them all. So it, it's it's uh, and they're all different. So it's it's being uh, being able to have these different options. Plus, if you make a good sauce and people like it, they will buy. Uh, any new sauce that you make, which I've learned um, one customer is walking by, is like, oh, love your sauce. I'm like, oh, we have this new one. And they're, they like, they stopped in their tracks and turned around and like walked over and like bought it just because just it's something new. So you'll have your, your loyal following that they'll buy uh, a new thing no matter what, just to, to try it out. I also uh, think of course it's... we wound up it out. I also think as a factor, as a company, you prioritize more of the sense of like, understanding and face-to-face contact with people or mass-to-mass contact rather than like so many people just try and slip in their product on like sponsorship on Instagram or they try and do something where they slip it into like a major chili head or one of those newfound chili heads that are out there just so they can try their sauce and promote it on air and I'm like you seem like you don't like what would you say like is the like the weirdest thing you've kind of learned about just being involved in the hot sauce industry weirdest thing uh man uh i essentially like if you make a sauce that says hot you'll always have a market for it 
like people like all the big, these big chili heads they want like a hot hot sauce like they don't they don't really care what it is but they want to try it so um no matter like what your idea is you'll always have a market for it like so that, that's kind of something that we learned uh, we were always like kind of tiptoeing like oh yeah we don't exactly eat hot sauce or not hot sauce but like super hot hot sauces but there is a market for it so uh and as far when when you were saying like giving it off to like influencers and things like that like yeah we'll give our sauces out to like people that want to do reviews just so like we can kind of help get our name out there but they don't do too much um but it is nice to have like see what other people think like an unbiased opinion rather than people kind of coming up to me and telling me oh your sauces are amazing it's just like yeah that's great uh but yeah, so there, there was things like that that we take into account. Like, is it worth sending it to a, a reviewer or something like that? Um, at the beginning, we did. Nowadays, we don't really do anymore. Unless someone asks, um, we usually send it up. But we don't really seek out to do that stuff anymore. It's that's, not really uh, that, too beneficial that, at this point. That's why I never, like, straight up asked for a sauce or anything. Because, honestly, I just appreciate just getting to know you and have you on my first episode. And, like, I'm always surprised when I get a letter for or package from you. Even though I know you're more than willing yeah. to send one, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, you know, I, I try my best <laughs> to be able to promote as much as possible. But it's so hard if you're talking to, like, a volcanologist to slip in. A, actually, that's an easy <laughs> one. That's a really easy one to segue into, like, a volcano. Oh, you like thing. hot? Here's some hot sauces. Yeah. <laughs> But like, it's so hard if some person's talking about something and it's getting like super political to be like, you know what, even though the tensions are hot in this world, I still like to cool down with a little bit of two angry cats. <laughs> like it's, you know, but it's just getting to know you and getting to understand. It's like, it's those types of meanings where I say like, I really support people that are good people. And I support people that you deserve way more than what you have already. And that's not me trying to like, you know, pat you on the back and give you a hug and a kiss on the head or anything. <laughs> it's literally all i ever wanted it's literally (laughs) like you like i look like ever like in my studio i still have the note of what you guys wrote for me like thank you so much and all this type of stuff that was a while ago i fucking have it pinned up on my wall that shit's important to me whether it's you whether it's david whether it's robert rice whether it's it's just the fact that you guys go the extra mile and i mean these are people that like anybody listening like good business owners i mean you just realize that like everything's not a corporation. Like it's like when you say sometimes there are going to be too many options. Sometimes you walk into fucking yeah. Walmart or Home Depot and you're like, I don't know what to do. Cause there's like everything like <laughs> yeah. 40 different toilet seat covers you can get. I only want the wood one, but do you want maple? Do you want mahogany? It's like, I don't know. Mahogany all the way. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, totally, totally understand that. But uh, what? What I've learned, um, the hot sauce, like all the business owners, it's not cut through. It's, it's not like every man's out for themselves. Like, yeah, you want to do good. You want to be able to, you know, you got to make that paycheck. You, you want to do it, but it's, um, we don't do it at the cost of another hot sauce business. Like we want to help out. Uh, there was like a veteran hot sauce guy that was at the beginning was, you know, he was giving me the guy who um, made his chili roaster he was giving me the connection to a produce guy that I use now. So he was uh, without like that, like I would be spending almost double what I spend now on ingredients. So it's, 
it's this willingness to help out that we don't want to see each other fail. We want to see each other succeed because uh, we have our own fan bases. We have our own um, way we do things, um, but we never do it at the cost of another hot sauce company. Have you found that you've got increased traffic from COVID or it's kind of hurt the business a bit? <sighs> it It's weird because we don't have anything to really um, compare it to because we started our business in September of last year, well, 2019. And, you know, we didn't have too many sales back then because, you know, we weren't going to the markets. We weren't really doing any of that. Um, but what we did learn is that the community likes to support excuse me, local businesses. So it's like a lot of our local people around here, they'll order from us just because we're local. And, and then we built our fan base kind of based on that. So it was, it was a weird double-edged sword for COVID. Like, sure, we could have done better, but we also uh, built this foundation and it was easier for us to manage like at the markets, how much supply we would need. Cause even this year it was rough to handle cause we didn't know what we needed. And now like going into this year, we know exactly what we need. We need to know how many bottles we need to order. Um, we need to know, you know, what paperwork we need to set in. So it's, we, we found our rhythm is what this COVID thing has at the cost of potentially making, you know, $50,000 plus a year on like a normal or whatever, whatever the average is, I don't know the average. Uh, so definitely double-edged sword. What was your biggest milestones that you accomplished in 2020? And what's the biggest ones you want for 2021? That's uh, a good question. Biggest, that's a good question. That is, that is, wow. man, that is, that is, a, <laughs> that's, whew, we can just frame that question. And uh, no, our, it's going our, on the fridge. It's, let's do this. Make stamps, make stickers. Uh, we, we had to readjust our financial goal of what we wanted to reach for this year. Um, and we made it, we made it by beginning of December, which is awesome. Like we weren't expecting it. You know, we definitely picked up a lot more towards the end of the year. Um, and so we decided to make the decision that Grace would leave her full-time job as an accountant to do sauces full-time. Because uh, if we can make what we made just on the weekends, and if she works during the week at like week markets, uh, we would be like, we would set. And then I would quit my job. So at the this time next year, uh, depending on our financial goal, um, I uh, would leave my job and then do this full time and then be my own boss and don't have to tell anyone I'm taking a sick day. I can just be like, I'm not going to work today. So it's, they have to have this uh, occupational freedom. That's, that's our goal for this year. And what was the feeling like seeing that your sauce got put in some of these markets that you were posting up on like Instagram? That had to be a great feeling. Oh man, it was when we got on our, because we, we were getting into a bunch of small stores, like one mom and pop stores, which is awesome. Because uh, we were finally getting our name out there. And it was nice walking to a store and see it. Um, and then we had our first order for like a, a 11th store chain uh, grocery store. And that was like amazing to us. We're like, oh my God, like we're, we're getting up there to the big leagues. Next up, Safeway or Albertsons or, you know, wherever. And, and so being able to spread it like all across like Oregon, that's kind of what that store is. It just covers like 11 stores in Oregon. Um, 
that, that was an, an amazing feeling. It always is. Every time we get into uh, any new store, it's, it's always such a, a great feeling. Like, yes, we're slowly expanding our hot sauce empire. Good, taking over everything. Um, but no, it's, it's still very humbling. Like, we, we don't take it for granted at all. Um, any store that says, we love your sauce, you know, we want to get it in here. Like, we take that personal because it's just like, you like our sauce enough to get it into your stores. Like, and that you want to represent it on your shelves. And that is, that's a big step for um, any small business owner is to, to get it on a shelf of someone else's store. Uh, no, no matter what, that's, that's always such a great feeling. Um, and we kind of live for that. It's, it's, we always uh, kind of push to get um, stuff on stores like that to, yeah. to recreate that feeling. Kind of like with mom and pop shops, same thing with corporations too. It's a reflection of the store themselves on the products that they sell. Yeah, because if they if someone buys something from the store, um, even though it's not technically their product and it's bad or they get sick, they're gonna go to that store first. Bless you, Grace. And, and <laughs> he says, "Bless you." Thank you. She said, "Thank you." <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So if someone gets sick from your product, they're gonna aim for that store first. Oh, I bought this from, you know, you know, whatever store, whatever mom and pop store, and then it kind of goes back to us, but that store is the first person to get the hit. And we, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. I think it's important because, you know, like we said, when I first, we both stumbled across each other, but we're both relatively new and the, you know, the whole, you know, at both of our games, you kind of, you might've been doing the hostiles thing for a while, but when it came to Instagram, we still had like a very, very small following. And then it's weird to see the shift a year later. And still the fact that we're still connected, we, you know, we still message back and forth, but like one thing I'm going to call you out on that is really, really funny is that I was like, yeah, you're like, you have sports down there. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm a big Ravens fan, obviously. And then there's like Redskins fans and you go, hang on a second there's Redskins fans down there or whatever they're called now. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah. Cause we're right next to it. He goes, Baltimore's next to Washington. I was like, you know, there's more than one Washington, right? There's Washington. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know my States. I just don't know where they're all located. <laughs> the weirdest I, thing is when you, you come across close. when you come across someone at like down here is like I'm a Raiders fan. You're like, oh, you're a fucking unicorn. Oh. You're a unicorn. Well, you say that. You say that to any Raiders fan. No matter, you could be on like Oakland. Like I'm a Raiders fan. Like, oh, honey, oh, oh. baby girl. Oh, like, like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry for you. Like that's, like, that's they, they one of now they're going to Vegas. So like. They're not even going to have a team anymore. Who knows what they're even going to like root for. It's going to be this weird, weird power shift. It's kind of like when the Lions had that two-year loss streak and then the Redskins lost to them. And you're just like, oh, like, oh, my God, I can't believe. I feel so sorry for you lost to that team that's been losing freaking 32 it's, different games. It's like, it's like the, anyone, anyone who plays against the Browns, like – Whoever loses against the Browns, you're like, you're now officially the worst football team this year. You really either Brown, hate Brown's that, like as a fan, you either really hate that or you really like appreciate the fact that you're rooting for an underdog. It, it's hard to continuously root for the underdog though. Like, yeah, you, you might have like some like loyalty to them. Like I totally get it. Uh, been a Seahawks fan since like 04. And they did not have a good like a decade of uh, sports. 
Um, so I, I, I get it, you know, rooting for a losing team, but when you're at like the bottom of the barrel for, you know, 20 some odd years, like who do, do you jump ship? Do you like, do you stick it out with them? I guess it depends on where you're from, where you lay your land. That's the team you pick. Totally. And you got to stick with it. And you don't last thing, like a football uh, fan wants to be like called is a, uh, like a, a bandwagon. Like that's, that's like, look, no, I'm not a bandwagon. Like, yeah, you kind of, you, know, you jumped on when they were still, when they were getting good. Like that's so like, everyone just wants to be known. Like I've been a fan since Oh five to our 1992 or whatever. So pe people like having that uh, big gap of time where I've been a fan of one team. It's, it's kind of like a weird sports fan resume. You can like list off the teams you've liked. I guess it's kind of like you ever been to a football game and when you go, you see somebody in your seats and you're like, excuse me, you're in my seats. And then they're like, oh, oh, sorry about that. And they move like right behind you, but they're all dressed up in like all the super fan gear and they're just judging you like you're not a real fan. You're like, I am a fan. I just, these are my seats. I'm sorry. Hey, it's, it's true. We still got to follow those rules of the stadium because like, that and like I'm a fan, but I'm not like I'm gonna dress up in a, in a Seahawks costume. I'm not gonna like dye my hair blue. I'm not gonna do all the face paint. Like I'm gonna show up in my jersey. I'm gonna have a beer in hand and like a twenty dollar hot dog because that's the only thing they have to eat. Are you the type of guy that brings his own sauce to the game so you can pour it on your hot dog? I I, I always thought of I don't go to many games. Um, because there's no like stadium around me unless I want to drive three, four hours up north. Um, I would though. I totally would. Like you could frisk me all you want. Come on, find it. Find my hot sauce. That's why they have hot sauce holsters for like your like pocket and all that. So you can bring your own I, sauce. I, I've seen those like those little ones for like Tabasco where it's kind of looks like it's a gun holster, but really it's just like for your, like your hot sauce. I've seen those. those I've, I've always kind of wanted to get one. Um, just to have it like when I go to like a farmer's market and just walk around like you you want you want some sauce you want to try some sauce and just I was I thought for people I, on the streets I thought for so long that was the weirdest thing and I don't I didn't think that was so real but then after working at a gym and being involved in like the fitness life for a while you start to realize bodybuilders they always have like pink Himalayan salt in their pocket they always have something in their bag that's like an emergency thing so when they have a meal they're like oh I'm gonna order this and then they order it and then the food arrives and they start dumping like this thing out of their pocket I'm like what you just carry a thing of pink Himalayan salt in okay. your pocket yeah Bam. <laughs> I mean, bodybuilders are in a whole different league of their own. Like my, my brother, um, he, he was a power lifter for a while. So he's, he's like eight years younger than me, but he's like three inches taller and has like this huge like physique. And it's just kind of like do, doing some weird stuff. I'm like, all right, all right, my guy, like, I'm just here with my dad bod. And like five years later, and we'll talk, we'll talk after that. It's funny because like the only time I've ever been able to relate your salts to anything is remember when I first had them, I put like a giant glob of it on my food and it was like eating gravel. Like it was too much salts, yeah. but yeah, we... I actually became a super fan of them now because I it just, you learn to put a little bit instead of dumping it all over everything. It's not like hot sauce, but it relates to smelling salts. They're super strong and pungent like that. So yeah. you need a little bit. Yeah. We... 
we've changed it up a little bit um where we now we have a we have a good dehydrator so we dehydrate all the ingredients first um and then we grind it up so it's not like the like the where we take the sauce and put them on the salts and just let them bake so it's pretty much making the sauce without the vinegar and uh we put a little salt in there and it turns out awesome so it's definitely more of a finer uh piece rather than eating gravel like you said so can i we'll call you, send it to you on the next batch can i call you a chocolatier now because you make chocolates you know we, we, we were having um kind of that discussion uh because someone um posted or sent us an email because we sent him some chocolates because he ordered like 12 bottles so we're like oh yeah here's here's a bag of our chocolates for free and he's like they're not the best looking but damn do they are they sure are tasty and we were like first off kind of low-key offended because you know that's the chocolates we made and then i'm like well we're not chocolatiers we're not we don't you know we don't make these extravagant like oh, oh like fucking strings of chocolate or anything it, it's just like hot sauce first chocolate was just happened to be a holiday side effect so i so have we're like i've done pretty well in trying to keep the show pretty diverse in the types of communities i have on here yeah. and the chocolatier group is probably the most pretentious and most like sophisticated where if you don't make anything look pretty they consider that an insult to their craft so that makes a hundred percent sense of what you're saying i i could i could see that i could see like because no one really wants to eat an ugly chocolate. So I will. Like I, fudge. Oh, that is ugly as shit. What are you oh, talking about? Fudge is fudge in its own right is like different though. It's like it's it's like it's, a thick. It's soft. a it's a wannabe brownie. It, I was literally about to say that. I was like, it just wants to be a brownie. But you know, it's yeah. You can't judge fudge because fudge is it's like it's it's just delicious no matter what. But like when people make those like little designs in the chocolates and they have all these molds and they're like, oh yeah, this is amazing. Like, no, I, so I totally get it. They are definitely the, the, uh, the hipster art snobs of, of the, the culinary world. Chocolatiers when they do the whole Swiss bar chocolate, but it's funny cause they'll never talk trash on someone who's like in Belgium or in Sweden, who's making chocolate, like those chocolate professionals. I've had a few on, but like their idea of it is like, it goes down to so specifics and logistics of stuff where I can understand why they're so passionate about it. But I'm like, there are some communities that are different. Like the only one that I've seen where it's like, it is so open as the hot sauce community only because you're not trying to make it look pretty. You're just trying to make it taste damn good. Like that's the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's that's what kind of sauces like it's it. You're not worried. Really, like, yeah, like it can be like visually pleasing, but like you're not going to sit there on the shelf with like, Oh yeah, this is my framed, bottle of hot sauce like no you're gonna you're gonna eat it so you, you definitely want to know how it tastes and most of the times you're putting it on <laughs> you <laughs> i have a whole fucking shelf of like, your sauces what are you talking that's, about i that's that's different that's different because they're my sauces so okay. my sauces are art so. right. <laughs> no no it's it's, it's yeah but I, I could totally see uh how they're they're, they're pretentious like that so the the next goal here for 2021 is let's design you a challenge we need a two angry cats challenge 
Ooh, like a like a hot challenge type of deal. Maybe you could do like, just like a, uh, all right. So I have two thoughts here. One, we could do a challenge, yeah. or two, we could do like a secret, like kind of sweepstakes type thing where under your caps of your sauces you have a certain like golden ticket thing where they get a free <laughs> That'd be they, cool. get, they get like a free bag of chocolates or something on their order that'd be cool or like inside the bag of chocolates there's like a willy wonka's golden ticket type of deal or like an exclusive like you know how you have those like really awesome ass two angry cat stickers you do like a mm-hmm do like a, a like a special one where it's only like one in every 100 chocolate bags so you have to like order or you do cool. like a thing yeah no that, that'd be totally cool we, we were also doing um because of the, the that spicy group i'm in that they always do hot stuff um, i'm making them a special like super hot version of our chocolates so i'm just it's just gonna be loaded with heat but it's gonna suck i'm not gonna eat it because it's gonna be way too hot for me so if you want me to send you some i could totally send you some of our extremely hot chocolates that we're gonna make bro just because my lip is completely ripped up i will still eat it so yes send it down my way (laughs) all right i'm making it tonight so my dentist was like you ate my dentist was like you ate fucking hot sauce i was like yes and he goes how much pain are you in i'm like a lot like a lot you should have brought it with them with you and be like, try it. Go ahead, now, go ahead and try it. <laughs> is there anything that I can put? Well, it's funny because when I ate your chocolates, I was at my buddy's house and we were getting Chinese food. But when I got back, I, there was still a couple of chocolates left. And his mom goes, can I have one of those? And I'm like, how good are you with spice? And she was like, I'm not good at all. I really don't like spicy stuff. I was like, then you don't want one of these because I don't want to hurt you. Like, I don't, I don't want to put you in the hospital yeah. if you're not good with spice because you, you've met some people where they eat something that's just so mild to you, but to them, it's like, yeah. <gasps> they're like dying and having like a seizure yeah. on the ground. Yeah, we've had that with people eat our, our sweet cherry bomb or like our mildest sauce. Everyone's like, oh, it's too spicy. I'm like, really? Like, it's a salsa. Like, are you sure? <laughs> like, so yeah, no, we, we get those people all the time. That's when you just revoke their man card and say, I'm sorry, but. You're too much of sorry. You gotta take a knee. Take a knee. Or people that say pepper's too spicy. I'm like, what are you eating? Like, what's bland, spiceless food are you eating? That pepper is too spicy for you. I eat a can of tuna every day and it's not too spicy. I would hope tuna is not too spicy. (laughs) It's a mild heat, a mild heat mild mild heat from the sea i think that we definitely need to think of a nice like either a giveaway or maybe a challenge i think maybe if you created a special batch of chocolates that you could sell to like some people in the pepper community to try out that's kind of like the pocky one chip but this is like a soaked chocolate that is like when you eat it it's literally like a fireball so you want it to cause pain but they have to last a certain amount of time through it yeah no probably um, that's what i'm gonna try today is to make because it's gonna have powdered carolina reaper powdered scorpion and powdered ghost i think so i'm just gonna dump it all in the chocolate uh mix it up and you know see see how they see how they turn out do russian roulettes with chocolates maybe, I, I was thinking about adding like a piece of the carolina reaper like inside like one of the chocolates like so you have the powdered 
that's cooked with the chocolate. And then as the chocolate's setting, I, I put a little bit of the, of um, like a sliced piece of the pepper inside like the chocolate mold or even the whole pepper, just to like really like drive in that surprise. It's like one in every five chocolates will probably kill you. Because right? that'd be, I'd be totally down for that and be like, well, who's going to get it? Who's going to get the super spicy one? So that would be, it's that'd be something I might do today. Great to pull out at a child's birthday party. <laughs> Here you go. Who's like a little pinata? Like, surprise. Like, who's, who's going to get the spicy chocolate today? No, I would say uh, I would always recommend putting it in the cho- into like a, one of the chocolates into a coffee if you drink coffee uh, to kind of cream it up. But also you get all the heat on like every single sip because the capsaicin will rise to the top like an oil. So you, every sip, you're going to get a little bit of that heat, a little bit of that heat. And you also get the chocolate. That sounds awful. It's, it's actually pretty good. Like it's strangely good. You just got to mix it up. All the chocolate will just sit at the bottom of your cup and just kind of become a glob. So you got to mix it up. Let's so I mean, a, just give it a try. A spicy coffee? I don't know if I'd be down with that. It's already burning my throat when at the amount of heat. Like I shove it in the microwave for like five minutes. And next thing you know, it comes out. I'm drinking it like burning my tongue. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's not for you then. But people, people always compare it to like a, a Mexican chocolate. Where like it has it's like spicy, but it's like more of a spice. You should make a spicy hot like, chocolate. Oh, it's like a Mexican chocolate. I'm like, sure. A spicy hot chocolate. That'd be cool. Because all you need is cocoa powder, uh, maybe some evaporated milk, and then just pepper. Like that's essentially what hot chocolate is and sugar. Oh, dude, you could, could insert totally. your like really hot chocolates into marshmallows. And then you could eat them like that. So that's like oh. you went into the marshmallow and it's got that freaking chocolate in there. It's like heat. That would be cool. Like a homemade like marshmallow. So you can like wrap the chocolate inside of it. That'd be cool. And like put like a, almost like a like roast, like a s'more where they put on the stick on the fire and then they pull it out and it's cup surprise chocolate on the inside. And that's it's like when you um get those ice cream sam you can get those ice cream sandwiches you put in the freezer. You just do that with a giant marshmallow and you just have chocolate and like a heat chocolate inside of it. That'd be cool. Like that'd be awesome. You kind of like cut a little slit and like throw, shove it in there and then like kind of melt it a little bit so it's like the whole kind of gets covered back up. I, I like that. I it's, like that idea. It's the cat's pajamas. The cat's pajamas. Oh god. <laughs> Well, Josh, I appreciate you for coming back onto the podcast and chatting it up with me, man. Is there uh, any links to your website where people can find you on Instagram, Twitter? Do you want to promote it real quick? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty easy. Twoangrycats.com. You can Google Two Angry Cats. We are like the number one spot. Uh, and then for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's at Two Angry Cats with a two uh, number rather than like spelling it out. So Two Angry Cats. Uh, you can find us anywhere. It's pretty good. I'll make sure to link it in oh, the description. And don't forget the the yeah. Don't forget the the coupon. Hashtag, uh, hashtag fat, lip. fat lip. Is it is it fat lip or is it fat lips? Fat lip, just one lip. Yeah. So and you get fifteen percent off your entire order. So you know if you watch it, you know go ahead and pick up some some sauces, maybe a chocolates. Hashtag fat lip because it's only the bottom one. Hashtag fat lip, only bottom lip, not top one. 
Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. Now, either you're feeling super great or you're feeling eh. Either way, I appreciate you listening. I do crank out a lot of content. It's not about keeping up with every single one, but it's about enjoying one. And I appreciate your listening. So tell a friend. Let everybody know. Get the whole family together and listen to a podcast. Spread the word. And if you want to leave me a rating and review, I'd really appreciate it because it helps me keep on keeping on. Thanks so much. Thank you.